Welcome, everybody. It's time to grab your board and catch a wave as we swim out into the sales pipeline with that 80s icon himself, Matt Hines. Oh, so I'm, 80, I'm an 80s icon now. I, 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 if I described to you what I was up to in the 80s, it would be far from icon, my friend. I didn't know if you wanted to, all those years you were a child actor in all those John Hughes movies. I didn't know if you wanted to go into that. John Hughes, Hughes movies, no. I was I was Peter Pan. I was actually Captain Hook. That was in it. My, in my elementary school's rendition when I was in fifth grade of, of Peter Pan. Yes. Uh, I was Jacob Marley in sixth grade. Wow. You know, in our rendition of Christmas Carol, uh, that's that was the end. That was the the pinnacle of my acting career. And they're still talking about it to this day. We we are. We're literally talking about. It. <laughs> you know what's funny is so my mom, bless her heart, when I graduated from high school, she made this album, and it was sort of a "This Is Your Life" album, and it was pictures from my whole life and, yes. and, and it included it included pictures of those two events and <laughs> thankfully i still have it i was wa- i was wa- for the first time ever last week i was walking my kids through it and they could not believe that was me i think you're gonna have to put those pictures in the post with this show here so there is um if those of you have seen me or seen pictures of me now like i am you know i don't have long hair anymore to put it lightly right? uh, in high school i had long hair Did you? i was a musician okay. i was trying to go for cool. kind of the the cool long-haired musician look and yeah. uh, no one believes me but i have finally found the evidence so we'll have to do something. <laughs> all right we're gonna have to post it along with this show here today all right well thank you for speaking of the show today thank you very much everyone for joining us on sales pipeline radio another edition we are here live every week at 11 30 pacific 2 30 eastern we are also available on on the uh, podcast universe you can subscribe to us on google play and the itunes store and then every one of our episodes is available anytime on demand at salespipelineradio.com we are here every week to cover the best and brightest and newest ideas in b2b sales and marketing and regularly featuring some of the smartest people that are innovating what's happening in B2B sales and marketing. And today is no exception. We're very excited to have Mark Granofsky, the president and CEO of G2 Planet, with us today. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about event marketing and talking about uh, how you know data science can be applied to uh, a marketing tactic that has traditionally been maybe a little bit of a laggard in terms of uh, adopting some of the new big data and uh, predictive and technology elements. So first and foremost, Mark, thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you very much. It's nice to uh, to be here. I appreciate you having me on, Matt. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you joining us, spending some time talking a little event marketing, and maybe start by like G two Planet uh, for those that aren't familiar. Give a give a quick idea of uh, what we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. G two Planet. We're a software company. We're an enterprise software company, so we build large enterprise applications. Uh, the area that we focus on is delivering these applications to corporate event marketing departments. So Fortune 50 companies and, you know, Fortune 200, Fortune 500. But the big companies that are out there kind of pushing the envelope, innovating with uh, various kinds of event marketing activities, those who are our clients. So it, uh, when people think of event marketing, they don't think of the latest and greatest and most technologically advanced campaigns in the world. I think when people think about big data, they think about marketing technology, they think about lead scoring, mm-hmm. lead nurture programs. And then you have events, right. which, you know, in many cases have kind of lagged. Talk about like where event marketing is today in the you know 2017 B2B world and where do we need to take it to make sure that it aligns with the way that we're managing sales and marketing today? Yeah, I think it has been a laggard, and I think it's quickly catching up. Um, 
I know when I first got into this business, one of the motivating factors was every financial officer I'd ever talked to was frustrated with their event spend. They didn't know what value it was bringing. There was tons of money going down that channel, but they didn't really understand the benefit they were getting out of it. Early on, event marketing was very logistics-focused, tactical, processing names, uh, registrants coming to an event, putting badges on people. It was kind of you know pretty basic meat and potatoes. As marketing analytics have evolved and people have gotten smarter about looking at data and taking data and turning it into information, the events industry and the discipline has certainly caught up. So what's happening now that we're seeing is software solutions like the ones from G2 Planet are being pulled into a direction and we're, we're pushing our clients in a direction of taking this data, mining it, and making more intelligence out of it, you know, giving them insight, giving them reason to act on it. And as we know, events, one of the principal purposes of events is to facilitate the sales process. That's a, that's a cornerstone area that uh, this industry is evolving. Well, I feel like events, you know, haven't really gone away as a part of the sales and marketing mix. And I could argue they're becoming even more important as more companies do uh, more target account selling, named account selling, or what many marketers call yep. account-based marketing. Uh, you know, you go yep. and ask salesforce.com, you ask them, you know, what's your most, what's one of your most valuable channels for reaching senior IT executives? And, and the answer I always hear is dinners. You know, you, you, you know they're not going to reply to an email. They're not replying to your Twitter DMs. Uh, but you can get them into a room with their peers uh, and, that you know, they right. share ideas, have a nice nice glass of wine and nice steak and it's a good way to sort of yep. build rapport and get the relationship going but those events too often exist in isolation from other things right. happening in marketing and i think one of the opportunities right. and i know you guys are working on this is to to bring that data together so that we can see a more full picture of what's happening with that prospect absolutely to be part of the ecosystem the overall marketing ecosystem and the sales ecosystem so event marketing has been an island and with evolution and, and advancements in information technology and communication, it now has got more connectivity to the core. So how should marketers think about this in a complex sales cycle, right? I mean, if you've got, if you're not doing transactional sales, if you assume that the white paper didn't generate the sale, you know, mm -hmm. what do you recommend for marketers that maybe, you know, it's, it's mid-August, but a lot of people are already thinking about 2018 to start to think from mm -hmm. a strategy and a planning standpoint of how to incorporate uh, events and, and event marketing technology into their mix. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 the, the marketing, the event marketing discipline, or the portal that we call it. it, it really is, you know, it's not the head on the dog, it's the body on the dog, right? So it's got to follow the marketing objectives, the campaigns, the purposes, and these things are manifest then inside of the event activations, right? So whatever, whatever those corporate marketing initiatives are, bright people are sitting down and they're spending time and they're saying, okay, how does this manifest inside of my event activation campaigns? Whatever those objectives might be. And then once the link is created from the strategy office in the house down into the activation fields, event marketing being an activation field. Now we're getting into planning and activities that support meeting of those goals, uh, whatever those goals might be. And they change industry to industry, company to company, depending upon where that company is and the evolution of their growth, right? What they're doing with product innovations, if they're making a push on a sales effort. Um, and, and with events, there's two fundamental kind of categories. Corporations either produce an event, it's their hosted conference, it's their seminars, it's their summits, or they attend industry events. They're going as a trade show exhibitor, as a sponsor. 
So once you start to break down the event activity into its subparts, you start to you know get a little smarter about how do I place these uh, strategic components in the form of activations down into the field. And let's talk about you know different types of events here. Uh, we're talking with Mark Granovsky, the president and CEO of G2 Planet on Sales Pipeline Radio today. You know this, this you know I feel like we've been a little bit now in the summer in this lull you know between spring event season and fall event season for B2B, uh, and we're going to get back into it here pretty quickly. You know we got Content Marketing World coming up for a lot of uh, B2B content marketers. You got Dreamforce, you got Serious Decisions events, you got lots of other things. So you've got these big big conferences, and then a lot of companies continue to do very small intimate events. You know, they may do customer right. events. They may do workshops. Um, maybe they just really just host a dinner for 10, 15 people. Right. Is there a difference right. in how people should be thinking about managing and integrating insights and ROI from data or from, from events, whether they're big like Dreamforce or small like a customer dinner? Absolutely. You know, um, first, there's our advocation, um, our recommendation to our clients is have a central repository somewhere where you can get it out of the email threads that go back and forth and endless Excel documents or, you know, perhaps it's a, it's a shared Google file. But let, let's look at an enterprise portal that allows us to centralize information, and it's really a communication platform. It helps us understand all of what we're doing. So our various event types, whether they're dinners, as you say, or they're rewards programs, or there's their trade shows and, you know, uh, hosted seminars, could be even webinars and getting online in addition to the face-to-face marketing activities. So first thing that we would advise is to make sure everybody's on the same page, and that can be facilitated through a centralized portal. And then when you've got that portal and you've got that event detailed at a database record level, all of a sudden now you open up standardized planning or best practices and planning and resource management and metrics. Being able to say, here are my goals for this event. You assign the goals to them. You come back later and you say, here's what I got out of the event against those goals. Then you compare them against each other. Analyze and I them against each other. You guys probably have some examples one. of customers that have, you know, maybe been a little more uh, uh, tepid yeah. on, you know, doing events, but then after being able to see some ROI, have been a little more aggressive at leveraging them to drive ROI. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a lot of companies in the Valley that we work with that are out there pushing the envelope that are, you know, being being uh, sophisticated with their portfolio planning. Then after year one, year two, now they can have a better sense of the different events for the business units and, and standardizing metrics. And then that CFO knows what they're getting out of their event spend. So let's talk real quick about that CFO. And we're going to have to jump to a break here in a couple of minutes. But the, with the CFO, um, I think a lot of times, you know, events have continued to be seen as parts of the arts and crafts marketing that companies do, right? You know, things like PR, things yeah. like events, you know, your logo on a yeah. pen, um, you know, your CFO is right. used to saying, okay, I do these digital campaigns. I can see the results. I can see it in my marketing automation. I can see it in CRM. Uh, you know, events continue to be uh, perceived as a little more ethereal. What have you seen work well to sort of communicate to CFOs where, you know, why, why it's, 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 it can be a little more accountable uh, moving forward to use events? Yeah, it's data. It's all data. Data sciences, right? There's the emotional connection of isn't that logo on that pen cool or, you know, grab this squeezy ball. Now your stress is reduced. And, you know, that's the 1980s, 1990s version of events. Today, it's all about data. Who am I getting there? Who are they? How do they align with my overall mix of product offerings? What do they look at? What do they do? How much time do they spend? Who do they talk to? You know, one one of the things that fascinated me early on was, 
Big companies spend millions sometimes investing into an event to only then delineate down that personal exchange into a paper card. They'll spend a, 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 just a tremendous amount of budget to ship stuff to Vegas or to go down to Orlando and put this big show together, get a band, get all this kind of stuff. And then when it comes to actually capturing a sales lead and alerting people, if a VIP client has walked into a booth by way of a, an alert of some kind on the sales rep or counts cell phone because, you know, uh, Desirable has just walked in and then be able to capture it. I mean, that's just only recently come into play. It used to just be you'd make this big investment and you'd break it down into a paper and pencil exchange. Now, mm-hmm. with technology and data, we can do a whole lot more and deliver a whole lot more value. Boy, it is it is an exciting time to be a marketer and a sales professional in B2B for sure. And, you know, exciting to hear what we're doing now with event marketing. Uh, we had uh, Kevin Aykroyd, who's the CEO of Cision on uh, a few episodes ago, talking about the content uh, cloud and sort of what we're doing, even with PR and big data to be able to measure what's going on. Uh, still some fairly complicated streams to integrate all this together and make a real story around it. But pretty excited that we're finally actually able to get some data. We're going to take a quick break, pay some bills. We'll be back with a lot more with Mark Gronofsky, talk a lot more about event marketing, the economics of event marketing ROI, how sales and marketing teams can execute better together in these events that by definition are a joint experience. We'll be right back. Sales Pipeline Radio. It's no longer enough for B2B marketers to feed their sales team with qualified leads, supply them with content, and bid them good luck the rest of the way. Today's full funnel marketers are actively working side-by-side with the sales team throughout every stage of the buying journey and sales process, embracing revenue responsibility and measuring their impact based on not just sales pipeline contribution, but marketing influence on closed business and direct revenue growth. Download your free copy of Matt Hines' latest book, Full Funnel Marketing at HeinzMarketing.com. That's H-E-I-N-Z Marketing.com. Marketers acknowledge that account-based marketing is important, but what does that really mean? ABM requires a deep understanding of your target accounts and the people within its internal buying committee. Are you prepared to launch and drive results from an ABM program in your organization? Get the recording for the Modern Marketers Workshop, ABM, From Strategy to Action and Results, a fully online, on-demand workshop that includes an interactive workbook, the presentation slides, and templates, all for $195. Visit www.heinzmarketing.com workshops. That's H-E-I-N-Z marketing.com, and get started now. And now back to Matt and his guest. Thank you very much, Paul. Well, thanks very much again for joining us, everybody, talking about event marketing, event marketing ROI, and integration with B2B marketing programs today. If you like what you're hearing and want to make sure you can share this with other people on your team, maybe you've got an event manager or someone working on your event team, you want to hear this as well. Make sure you get a copy of this uh, uh, episode today uh, available on demand in a couple days at salespipelineradio.com. We will have a a highlight of uh, the entire conversation on our blog at heinzmarketing.com as well. And if you like this conversation, I, I I don't want to guarantee it, but I can near guarantee you're going to love future conversations we have as well. Next week, we are going to have James Thomas, who's the CMO of Allocadia. Uh, speaking of ROI and measurement, Allocadia is a great platform that helps you uh, measure your results of your marketing relative to your budget. So an immediate tool to help make sense of what you're spending and where that money's coming from. Coming up in a couple of weeks, we've got Daniel McGinn. I'm really excited about Daniel joining. He is a senior editor of Harvard Business Review and the author of Psyched Up, How the 
science of mental preparation can help you succeed. Uh, so some great insights to really help sort of the, the mental game of B2B sales and marketing moving forward. But today I want to spend a little more time with Mark Granofsky, the CEO of uh, G2 Planet, talking about event marketing and and Mark, you know, I think I want to continue the conversation a little bit around the economics of event ROI. Um, you know, we talked about the data going in, but you know, when we come to the financial picture of how to evaluate and justify what's happening with events, what are you seeing your clients do that is helping to justify additional investment in events moving forward? Yeah, they're they're. I'll give you an example. We've got an automotive manufacturer. I'll, I'll, I'll give this through example. We've got an automotive manufacturer that's trying to figure out how much money they're going to put into ride and drives versus sponsorships of events or auto show activity. With ride and drives, they're getting people behind the vehicle. They're surveying them before and after they're done with their experiential uh, time in the car. They're, they're uh, surveying them after. And they're asking them, how likely are you to promote this brand? How likely are you to, you know, buy this car? And they're asking it before and after. And they're able to measure the shift, we call it our lift report, in brand or net promoter score. So, again, it gets back to measuring people and understanding where they are and how far they've moved down the funnel in some capacity. So, uh, again, it's probably sound like a broken record, but it goes back to data. It goes back to understanding who your clients are and where they are in the pipeline, giving them the event experience for which they came, assessing them afterwards, and then being able to compare beginning to end and seeing how the needle was moved through the investment and the experience that was had. Absolutely. No, I think it's 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 tying that data together and applying that to not only the results you see, but also the money you're spending and looking at hard costs and soft costs to understand what's yeah. working uh, is a huge, huge opportunity. Uh, another thing, if you like what you're hearing today, want to le- learn more about big data related to event marketing, highly encourage you to go to go to G2Planet.com, letter G, number two, planet.com. Click on downloads uh, and you're going to find a, a really outstanding ebook as, as well as a lot of pretty detailed data and analysis on what's happening with events. Um, you know, this kind of precision, I think, is you know what we need across marketing, but especially in areas that have traditionally not been measured very well. One of the challenges, Mark, I know that event marketing has and events in general for companies have is that it is by definition an integrated, you know, sort of mutual responsible uh, channel, you know, like email campaigns, yep. you could argue like that's marketing doing it. Um, cold calling, right. that is sales doing it. Events, typically you've got sales right. and marketing working together. What are the best practices you've seen for sales and marketing working in an integrated fashion to make events more successful? Yeah, and, it, and it's sales marketing, it's IT, right? The technical guys got to get involved and the infrastructure people who are in there. I mean, it really, you know, there's a saying, it takes a village to raise a child. There's a little bit of that that applies here to the event. Um, different events, of course, if it's a small kind of a campaign or an outing versus a large customer conference, you can get you know a good half dozen or more different departments involved. Of course, marketing and sales being at the core of that. So how, how do you leverage them? How do you get them working better together to be more productive for the end goal? And it, it's really around information transfer, communication, and coordination. At the end of the day, these are some basic human principles that we stand on to do good work. So mm-hmm. for marketing to understand what sales goals are, what the objectives are, for sales to understand what marketing's goals are, the objectives, and how they tie to this event and these activities. So it really is communication platform, on-demand information, and being able to contribute and have your voice heard, and at the same time, be able to understand what the plan is and then 
if you got to disagree and commit, you disagree and commit, but you go with the brand and you do the best job you can for your company. So I want to ask you to open the kimono a little bit if you're comfortable with it and, uh, you know, talk about how, you know, G2 Planet, you know, has been using kind of eating its own dog food, so to speak, and sort of using your technology or your 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 philosophy here for your own events. And, you know, don't, you don't want to hear, you know, you don't have to share the whole event strategy, obviously, but if you've got an example or two, uh, just a success story from your own marketing of, of applying this same, these same principles and seeing success. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, we, we market and sell our solutions to event marketers. So it's, it's kind of an interesting environment to play in. So you've got to do a pretty good job with your event marketing uh, when you're actually uh, engaging and trying to help your client as an event marketer evolve. So we spend a fair amount of time up front understanding who's going to be at these events. There are events for event marketers, so we source that data pretty heavily on the front end. We break it down and we analyze it. You know, we see what kind of conversations we've had with them before, if any. We see if any are on our targeted list, if it's an account-based approach that we have or more of a horizontal blast. Then, you know, there's a lot of preparation that we do up front, and it's around analyzing who's there and what can we know about them, uh, along with looking at our CRM records and understanding where we are in conversation. At the end of the day, everybody's looking for a personalized experience. So, you know, we're connecting with people through very personal connections, right? So, again, you don't want to take this investment and distill it down to something generic. Everybody who goes to an event is looking for something relevant for them. So when we start to engage in conversations before the event or on the event with our on-site technology, talking to this person about who this individual is, what they've done, who they're plugged into in our company, and what they're looking for to the best of our ability. So with our own technology, we're trying to, number one, create the most personalized experience. And number two, we're trying to inform and empower every G2 Planet employee who may run across a client or potential client with that information so that they can have the best exchange they can. Got a couple more minutes here with Mark Granovsky, the president and CEO of G2 Planet, talking about event marketing and, you know, listening, you know, what, what are some companies they should be looking at as examples of how to do it right? You know, these can be from your customers or other companies you see. But uh, if we're looking for good examples in the marketplace, uh, you know, who can we look at? Yeah, um, I got to say, I got to tip the hat to McAfee. <laughs> I'll throw a brand mm-hmm. out there. They're, they're doing some very, very innovative stuff. Um, it's really cool what they got going on. We do a lot of work with Cisco. We do a lot of work with Workday recently. Um, been plugging in with them. Uh, in the automotive space, we do a lot of work with Mazda. Mazda's really innovating and doing some new things. Um, Hilti is, is doing some cool things. Getting back to the you know uh, one of those companies I mentioned, they've got a customer conference coming up, a big, large, hosted conference. We've all seen them. And they're innovating this year, and they're actually getting all of their sales reps plugged in to the attendees in a whole new way. So when, we, when we're out there promoting the event and marketing the event, sales reps are actually getting bonused by way of how many of their customer contacts are coming. So they're mm-hmm. empowering them with their own communication tools, their own relationships, they're driving attendance, and then they're actually giving those sales reps and account managers visibility into a journey map. So I can see my client where did they go? What breakout sessions did they go to? What booths did they see? And what exhibitors did they talk to? Me as a sales guy or an account manager, I can now look at my, my client, Mr. Smith, and Mr. Smith actually went to these breakout sessions, but that's not a product that he's currently buying from me. That tells me Mr. Smith is interested. So it's helping me drive toward Mr. Smith and engage with him on perhaps a cross-selling opportunity 
just through the tools and the innovation that this client is bringing. So that, that's, a, that's a pretty cool one for me as I'm watching the industry evolve. I appreciate it. Those are some great examples. All right, final question for you, Mark. We ask this of every guest at the end of the show. Let's assume there is a Mount Rushmore of sales, that there is room for three or four people's bus to be up on a mountain that we all stare at and and, uh, and acknowledge as having among the most uh, the greatest impact on sales, business development for us. Uh, it can be people you think have had the most impact on in the industry overall. It can be people that you think have had the most impact for you. But who are three or four people that might be on your Mount Rushmore of sales? Oh, wow. Interesting question. Interesting question. Who would be on my Mount Rushmore of sales? You know, I, I would, um, he might not be a sales guy, but I, I love Jeff Bezos. I, I love his <laughs> philosophy. I, I love how he approaches business. And, you know, at the end of the day, there's a philosophy that we're all salespeople. And I, I really believe that we're all evangelists uh, for our company. So I, I really like what uh, Bezos is doing and how he's doing it with his clients and, uh, you know, with his uh, corporate culture and his philosophies. He's really, you know, I think doing a great job, right? So he's he's right there, right there front and center for me. Um, I like, you know, I like Elon Musk. <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. he's more of a business guy than, than a sales guy from that perspective, but just when I think of a good salesperson, I think of someone who's going to churn, they're going to focus on their goal, they're going to work tirelessly toward reaching it. So, you know, he's selling his company and his vision, right? He may not be writing contracts like, you know, some of the folks that I work with are from a sales perspective, but he's building these businesses. And again, his passion and his uh, his energy, I think, are just incredible. Bright guy, uh, fun to work with. I had a good opportunity to work with him years ago in his first startup at Zip2. So those are a couple people I, that come. Yeah, I really right like the away. way you're thinking, Mark. I mean, I think these don't have to be people that are sales authors. These don't have to be people that have had a career exclusively in sales. And boy, I think if, if Jeff Bezos is not a great salesperson to learn from, I don't know who he is. And Elon <laughs> Musk as well, right? I mean, sometimes you're not just you're not just selling widgets. You're not just getting POs. You are selling a vision. I think I think there are plenty of people that probably thought both of those people were completely nuts when they talked about what they wanted to do. Right. Uh, I've read I've read enough origin stories of Amazon to know that uh, people thought that Jeff was completely nuts that you could actually sell books online and look at where they are today. So uh, anyway, I know we got to wrap up here. Mark Gronofsky is the president and CEO of G2 Planet. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, highly encourage you to go to g2planet.com. Just click on resources. You're going to find a lot of great stuff up there to learn more about how big data can support your event marketing efforts. We will put that link in our show notes as well. Speaking of the show, if you want to hear this again or share this with your colleagues, make sure you go and get the on-demand version at salespipelineradio.com. If you want to hear future episodes, join us live. 1130 Pacific, 230 Eastern on the Sales Lead Management Radio Network, or don't miss an episode by going to Google Play, iTunes Store. Now we got to wrap up for my great producer, Paul. This is Matt Hines. Thanks again for joining us. Sales Pipeline Radio. You've been listening to Sales Pipeline Radio with your host, Matt Hines, right here on the Funnel Radio Channel for at-work listeners like you.